This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Of course. Naturally. I I just... Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way it's going to go. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. How cold? It's not the cold, it's the bubbles. No. Oh. Ah. Ah. Yeah, there's a reason I didn't want to do that. Okay, so, I'm Aiden Mattis. Welcome to the Lore Lodge. I'm the other Aiden. Uh, We saw a... A TikTok earlier where people were trying to... Oh my god, I'm tearing up. <laughs> it looks like it's painful. <laughs> where people were trying to drink an entire bottle of Sprite in one gulp. I got through about half. Maybe just yeah. less than half. No, I'd say it's about half. <laughs> um, and my throat is burning like yeah, I've got strep. Do you want like some paper towels? Yeah, if you could run grab a paper yeah, yeah, towel yeah. while I do the intro to the show, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hey guys. Uh... Uh, whew. Um, oh my god. It's like slowly encroaching on my MacBook. Um, <laughs> which I bought for $200. Anyway, welcome to the Lore Lodge official podcast. We are back, and as you can see from the title, we are doing some missing 4-on-1 stuff today. And there's a reason for that that we'll get into at the end of the show. Um, we have some pretty exciting announcements to make about some new programming. Um, but once we get to the end of the show, we will, we will be more open about what that means, but we're going to keep you in suspense for now. Um, but we, uh, we decided that tonight's topic, we wanted to just dig into three of my favorite, uh, missing 411 cases. And those are Tom Messick, Garrett Bardsley, and of course, uh, Dennis Martin. Now, Dennis Martin is, of course, the first real, like, missing 411 case. That's the, the earliest recorded one. Yeah. But that's not really my favorite. That's uh, it, It's definitely intriguing, but I think that uh, Tom Messick is the one that I really want to start with here. Mm-hmm. So, if I can just uh, finish cleaning up this Sprite really quick. Oh, my gosh. What a What an intro. What an intro. Aiden, do you recall our discussions about these uh, these cases from a couple months ago? Uh, I remember the most about the Dennis Martin. Yeah, that's that's definitely up there. Um, also, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I want to tell everybody while we're here, while we have your attention, um, we uploaded six new—well, uh, not new, but we uploaded six episodes of the podcast to Spotify and Apple. We are now caught up. Um, we are—we're not. Aware quite caught up. No? We uploaded six of them. It's 26 through 31. Um, oh, and we're on... We're on 42. Woo! We've got some work to do, but it went by a lot faster than last time, because um, I've yes. got better about the YouTube titles. Yes. But it we're going to jump... Let's just jump right in for tonight. Let's just jump into it. Let's just us. jump into it. And immediately copyright claim. What? Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, Philly D probably has that like trademark or something. What? what? Let's just jump into it. I don't even... I, 
don't even know what you're talking about. Well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> it was on so, YouTube for how long? Less than a year. Yeah, valid. You, I, ever, you ever think about that? We've been doing this for less than a year. Yeah, it is weird. I feel like we do, we've been doing it a lot longer. Well, but. I consume way more YouTube than I produce. Yeah. yeah. But it's because I'm learning. True. But to get into things, we're going to start with the Tom Messick case. For those of you who are new here or perhaps don't remember our uh, our three-part series on Missing 401, which mm. basically went through some of our favorite cases, some of the most interesting ones, and led up to the Sierra Camp tapes, which have been tossed back and forth between the Bigfoot and Missing 401 communities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of course they have. But... We're going to talk about Tom Messick to start off. And I have this here from uh, strangeoutdoors.com. Just mm-hmm. a quick summary of the case because I think they did a very good job. Mm-hmm. Check them out if you're curious. On November 15th, 2015, Thomas Messick Sr., age 82, an ex-paratrooper, walked into the woods south of Brant Lake in New York State to hunt for deer and was never seen again. No sign of him or his belongings ever turned up, including a rifle and walkie-talkie, despite a large search of the area. And unusually, the FBI was involved in the uh, investigation. Now, the FBI does not generally get involved in adult missing persons cases unless it is a matter of national interest. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll usually let local police, local authorities handle it. So Tom was wearing duck boots, camouflage pants, and a coat, gloves, a a red and black checkered hat that he wore for many years, and he was carrying, of course, his rifle and walkie-talkie. Tom served in the U.S. Army as a paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne Division, 5 foot 10 inches tall, weighed approximately 160 pounds, an experienced hunter and woodsman, and a good target, and taught hunting and survival training for many years. He did have a history of heart problems and had lost an eye in an accident involving an explosive device in his early 20s, so he had poor vision and limited hearing, as well as 159 stitches in his hand. He had also just gotten over a case of shingles and nearly decided not to go on the trip. Looking at all of this, it was probably the better idea to not go on the trip, but he did go. So, of course, the you know this is the the bird's eye view of the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom was an extraordinarily experienced hunter. Mm-hmm. Like this was his bread and butter. It was what he did. It was his life. He was it was he was a hunter. And I want to make it clear, um, you know, despite the fact that he was you know in good shape for his age, mm-hmm. still not super mobile. Not the kind of guy who could just go off on a hike. He didn't have any history of dementia, no history of alcoholism, no substance abuse. He was a straight-edge guy, loved his kids, loved the forest, did his own thing. They go out hunting by Brant Lake. Mm -hmm. Him, his son, uh, several other senior gentlemen and their sons as well. They've been hunting this area for 55 years. This was a slightly new location. They hadn't gone hunting on this specific hill, Mm -hmm. but they had gone hunting in these woods. Mm -hmm. So they... They knew the sounds of the forest. They knew the, the animal presence and whatnot. They go out there uh, about 10 a.m., 11 a.m. in the morning. It's a two-mile drive from their campsite, and that drive takes about 12 minutes. So it's a pretty rough road, to you know, j- just to you know, put it simply. Um, it, it was not going to be easy for anybody to traverse that terrain in any swift period of time. And mm-hmm. I want to I emphasize that, that even going on the road in a car... Mm-hmm it still took 12 minutes mm-hmm. to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, an 82-year-old man walking two miles along a rough road was going to have plenty of trouble himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very unlikely that he just walked off. Mm-hmm. What happened here was that they were there for three or four hours. They reported that there was not a single sign of life in that forest during the time they were out there, which is mm-hmm. part of why they, you know, just decided to close up shop and go back to the campsite. Yeah. 
They said it was completely quiet. Mm. They had arranged themselves so that the four older men, there were seven of them, the four Mm. older men were in a 400-yard line, 100 yards apart from one another. Um, Tom was furthest out, uh, you know, basically like the, the closest back to camp. But again, they were, you know, all within 400 yards of each other. Yeah. The younger men went around to the other side of the hill, and their plan was to drive any deer or, um, you know, any other wildlife they might come across, but they were deer hunting specifically, was to drive any wildlife towards Tom and the other older men who were less mobile so that they could actually take the shot and they could handle it. Um, Over the course of the three or four hours they were out there, they didn't see a single deer, no squirrels, no sounds of animals rustling around in the brush. Even the wind was quiet. Mm. There is one thing, they all reported hearing a an odd but very distinct sound that they couldn't really describe. One person described it kind of like a car door being slammed shut. And then when they went back to the car to regroup, Tom didn't show up. They figured, okay, he probably just didn't hear us say we were regrouping, you know, over the walkie-talkie. It's fine. He didn't respond over his walkie-talkie. So they went and looked for him where they had left him. Now, again, 82-year-old man probably has not gone very far. Nowhere to be found. So they immediately fan out, start calling for him, firing three shots in the air, which is the kind of the universal signal for, like, if one of your hunting party is lost, you fire three shots in the air to tell them where you are. Mm. They can do the same thing to tell you where they are. Um, No response. Nothing over the Mm walkie-talkies. And part of the weirdness here is that his walkie-talkie was never found. So as far as we know, when Tom disappeared, he had his walkie-talkie. They also heard exactly one sound of a a slam, so to speak. So the likelihood that a car came up, grabbed Tom without Tom notice, like he was armed. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that a car drove up, grabbed Tom, threw him in it, slammed the door, and made it off the road without anyone else noticing, especially when the closest person was only a hundred yards away. Out, out of the question. There is no way he was kidnapped by somebody in a car. Mm-hmm. And in order for him to be kidnapped and dragged out of there in that period of time, somebody would have had to sneak up on him, whack him over the head to knock him out, and then drag him out. Otherwise, he probably would have screamed. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who would, have, who would have, have to have gotten close to him, seeing that he was armed. That is a ridiculous risk to take for no reason. Why would you ever do that? Why would you go after an 82-year-old man? What is the utility? What is the point of doing that? It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And again, this is a guy with survival training. This is a guy who, at the very least, he's got a gun. So even if he did wander off and get lost, he could have shot the gun. He could have let people know that he was in distress. He had the walkie-talkie, could have used that. And he then probably could have provided for himself Mm. if he was lost in the woods for several days, even at his age, because of how skilled he was. Mm. So immediately after his disappearance, they spend the first couple days looking for him themselves. Mm. Two days into the search, they contact the authorities. Uh, The next day, the next morning, the FBI shows up. Nobody contacted the FBI. Interesting. Nobody contacted the FBI. The police didn't contact the FBI. The New York State Rangers didn't contact the FBI. The family didn't contact the FBI. The FBI just showed up. Which means, just off off the bat here, it means the FBI is monitoring local police activity. The nearest FBI office is in Albany, about an hour away from Brant Lake. Mm. So they were monitoring all of this. Or somebody in the local police station told the FBI without reporting it to anybody else. Which is also weird. Mm. Why? What's the point of that? So, 
FBI comes and they set up this massive search. The FBI isn't leading it. They're just there. Yeah. Massive search. Uh, Rangers, search and rescue, sheriff's department, lots of volunteers. And they spread out over a, like, you know, essentially dozens of square miles looking for this guy. They had lines set up. Uh, the I can't remember the name of them right now. But basically they set up a grid of string so that if anything touched one of the strings, it would reverberate down. You mm. would you would know something touched it. Yeah. And it allowed them to mark off where they'd already searched. Mm. And they did this for miles around the place where he disappeared. They never found his gun. They never found his walkie-talkie. They never found any of his clothes. They never found his uh, glasses. They never found anything that belonged to Tom Messick. And the only reason any of the attention was drawn away from the case is because another guy went missing about 40 minutes south. Um, Fred Drum, we've talked about him as well. His cases, there's not as much... Conf- it's he, he went off for a walk in the woods alone and didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. and then was not never found. Um, you know, that's less suspicious. Still weird, but yeah. not nearly as suspicious as very, very experienced man going missing without even calling for help once. So, they search for him for a couple of weeks. They don't even find footprints. There is no sign of this guy. All they have is he went missing sometime between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And nobody heard anything happen except for one singular sound of something slamming far away. Yeah. Do, do you have any, any thoughts, any rational explanation for this that you can think of? I mean, I refine your question because there's a number of things that stick out as being unusual that I could have theories for. All right. Um, The wildlife. I think that's the the most important one to me here. Yeah, I mean, obviously that tracks with the, I won't say historical, but just essentially the things that we found out and researched in terms of when things that are not particularly natural are supposedly in an area... um, the natural things go away. Exactly. So, and this exactly. isn't just with supernatural phenomenon. This is yeah. like, if you're, if you're in the forest and you hear it go quiet, it's mm-hmm. conventional wisdom that that means you're no longer the baddest thing in the woods. Yeah. Because um, humans camouflage themselves. Mm. When we hunt, we do it. It's a we're not bigger. We're, we don't have natural weapons like animals do. Yep. So what humans have is cunning. We hunt like foxes. When a mountain lion is in the area, mm. it's quiet, but it's not really hiding. Mm. And it gives off a distinct smell. Yeah. Like, the, the, the wildlife can smell these things. So, that means that no, no mountain lions were sighted. No wolves, no coyotes, mm-hmm. no apex predators. And the forest is still silent. It's definitely weird. So, without any other apex predators around, it doesn't make sense that the woods would go quiet like that. Mm-hmm. Now... What time of year was it? Um, November. November 15th, 2015. So even then, like, you know, obviously there wouldn't be, like, a ton of insects or anything, mm-hmm. but, you know, birds and squirrels and, I don't know, literally any form of rodent Didn't see squirrels. Flying thing. Didn't yeah. see birds. Didn't hear them either. And I want to point out something about this case, that a lot of people will look at the cases from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, mm-hmm. even the 90s, and be like, I mean, by the time search and rescue got there, he could have been so far away. Never mind the fact that they these people who disappeared had no reason to get that far away. Yeah. But this is 2015. Mm-hmm. 
cell phones, drones. Mm. Like, there, there are so many tools they could have used to find him and did try to use, yep. and they still didn't find him. So that's why this one particularly sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in the years since, no body has washed up. Mm-hmm. His, and, of course, a body can decompose, right? Mm-hmm. Clothes can decompose. Yeah. A gun's not going to decompose. No, it'll rust, but it's going to take a while yeah. for it to no longer look like a gun. And the fact this is a pretty popular hunting spot, nobody even finding a gun, it just doesn't make any sense. What was the size of the area again? Um, I mean, the search area was miles. And, and again, the important factor here with that is that this is an 82-year-old man. Yeah. If he was lost, he had a walkie-talkie and a gun. He could have called for help. Yeah. So he must not have been lost. Or at least he didn't he believe must, he was. He yeah. must not have wandered off. Yeah. Because And the thing was, even if he didn't believe he was lost, his walkie-talkie was going off. Yeah. And that's the other thing. They called him on the walkie-talkie. If he was nearby, they would have heard it. They, uh, it's a walkie-talkie, so you can't just try... Unless it's one of the ones that has GPS built in, you can't just triangulate a location for it. Mm. But they, they just couldn't find him. Um, and that's... The, that's the, the thing about this one. Is like he, he, if he was cognizant, if he was mm. conscious of what was happening, he would have called for help in some fashion. Yeah. And an experienced hunter and outdoorsman isn't going to wander off and then just, like, you know, not tell anybody. Mm. So if he if he did decide to walk off, if he did feel like he got lost, he would have done the right. He would have either tried to retrace his steps or he would have sat down, called for help. Yeah. He didn't do those things, which implies that when he went missing, he was not conscious. You can't walk when you're unconscious. Unless you're sleepwalking, but I, you know, that's... So something must have taken him. Yeah. But it has to have been something. Now, I will say, um, like we said, uh, he had an injury to his eye. He did lose an eye and had limited hearing because of this explosion. Okay. So it's possible something could have snuck up on him. Mm. But what? Because there was no sign of a struggle. So yeah. it can't have been a wild animal. It has to have been something that was able to come up, catch him unaware, mm. knock him unconscious, and then carry him off without leaving a blood trail, without leaving... Basically, the implication here is something where someone hit this guy over the back of the head picked him up and carried him. Yeah. And that this must have happened pretty early into the trip, but they were communicating with him over the walkie-talkie. Yeah. He only went missing sometime during that last hour. So what happened? (laughs) When you look at the details of the case, it doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. And this is one of those things where people will be like, oh, well, it was probably just a wild animal. No, because there wasn't a sign of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, there would definitely normally be some form of element of, yes, yeah, something happened. Yeah, and this is, this is one of the common things with the missing 411 phenomenon is there's never a sign, of the, a sign of struggle where these people were last seen. Yeah. And often there's no sign of a struggle at all. Hmm. And so, you'll, I mean, like uh, Charles McCuller, one of, the, one of the really weird ones up by in, um, I think it's Crater Lake, uh, over on the West Coast. Hmm. Guy literally just disappears for a year, and then his pants are found mm-hmm. with his feet sitting on a log yeah. as if something just took the rest of his body. Yeah. 
Yeah, no sign of a struggle. That's definitely a weird one. And then there's that other one with the guy. Um, I can't remember if this is technically missing four one one, but the guy who was in like New York with his wife, and he left all of his stuff at the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And twenty four hours later, he was wearing San Francisco with like yeah, a was, haircut. And I think it was like three days. Three days. But yeah, he had a haircut. Did not have his money. Yeah. Had a new phone. Yeah. He did not have his. <laughs> he, didn't, he was he was Canadian. He okay. came, comes south. Yeah. Doesn't have his wallet, his phone, his passport, his ID. But he's got a new phone, mm. and he's got a haircut, and he's wearing skiing clothes in San Francisco. And the the flabbergasting part of that yeah. is that not a single person across the 3,000 miles this guy traveled somehow without a passport, mm. and there's no documentation of him ever buying a plane ticket or a bus ticket yep. or a train ticket. Yep. There's We have no idea how this man traveled from New York to San Francisco. And again, Canadian citizen, even if he had his driver's license, he could not get on a plane and fly to Sacramento, or not yeah. Sacramento, to San Francisco. What happened? Nobody, nobody thought to ask this guy, hey, buddy, why are you wearing a ski jacket? <laughs> it's 75 degrees. Yeah. Like, nobody asked a question. Which, didn't, he, didn't he have his like, goggles on, too? He, his goggles were still... His goggles were still on his head, and he'd gotten a haircut. Yeah. This means this man walked into a barber shop, mm-hmm. took his goggles off his head, set them down, got a haircut, put the goggles back on, and then walked out back into, again, I think it was San Francisco. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. It's in my notes somewhere. It was back in like the 70s, right? I don't think it was even that long ago. Really? Um, but if I remember correctly, it was not that long ago. It's in one of my notebooks. Um, but yeah, there's just no information on how this happened. Hmm. Um, and that's not the only case like that. And yeah. what that screams to me, when I think about it, is I, uh, you know, the Native Americans have this concept, the Celts have this concept, the Germans had this concept, uh, even the Greeks and the Romans had concepts of places where you could go underground mm. and emerge somewhere else in the world or go into the underworld. Mm. Um, in Celtic mythology, it's the other world. It's not necessarily under, but. Um, yeah. What was the name of that guy, who, uh, the New York to San Francisco? I can't remember. Yeah. If you want to no. look it up, go for it. Um, <laughs> Let's see what I can find. But, so, throughout throughout human history, across the world, throughout time, there are people who believe that if you went underground, you could emerge somewhere else in the world. Perhaps somewhere else in time. So, I'm not... I'm not unconvinced that that is a possibility somehow. Yeah. That there is something we don't totally understand about the way that dimensional shifts work. Because, again, science is leaning towards the idea of a multi-dimensional reality. Mm-hmm. Um, is it so crazy that maybe there are certain locations on Earth that you can enter into and then end up somewhere else? And also, that specific case is weird because the guy, like, they were all skiing. He was going to stay out to do one more run and then come in for lunch. And he must have gone, he must have gone back to his room because all of his stuff was there. Like mm-hmm. his wallet, his phone, his keys. All that was there. Mm-hmm. His car was still there. Yeah, that's weird. What? Also, so the name is Constantinos uh, Danny uh, Flippidus. Flippidus? Philippidus? Philippidus? Yeah. I don't think that's who it was. Uh, it says a firefighter who went missing from the slopes of a ski resort in New York uh, was found six days later in oh, they went Sacramento, yeah, California. Went, they, they said Danny in the, yeah. uh, the book. So, yeah, it was six days. And he didn't have, what was it? 
Deputies return up the father to dressed in a snow trouser, ski jacket, and winter boots and carrying a ski helmet after they called him on a mobile phone he had just bought. <laughs> <laughs> when asked how he got here, when we asked him how he got here, he couldn't remember much. He was skiing, and that's what he last remembered. He had a significant amount of trouble remembering what occurred over the last few days. Uh, Which, by the way, is very common with people who go missing and are found in these missing 401 cases, mm-hmm. is they don't remember what happened to them. Or uh, if they do, it's so nonsensical yeah. that people can't believe it. They can't understand it. Yeah. So, woof. Woof. Yeah, and apparently there were no signs of like drugs or anything. Did like he that. say he thought it was chilly? Did I read that right? Yeah, the, when the cops were like, you know, trying to interview him and things like that, he just kind of said, it's a bit chilly here, but it's not that cold. Uh, and In San Francisco. Yeah, it was like 75 or whatever. When he was wearing... Ski clothes. Yes. He thought it was chilly. Yeah. I don't. I didn't remember that detail. Yeah. That's weird. That's super weird. Yeah. And uh, that is so incredibly odd. Yeah, he thought it was. Uh, uh, the police were suspicious of the story until they checked the national database of mm-hmm. people who had gone missing in New York six days earlier, and uh, after verifying his claim, he told the officers he remembered being dropped off in Sacramento carrying a credit card which he used to withdraw cash but he didn't have any formal identification on him. Uh, and there was no uh, definitive or evidence that the police could be confident enough to be able to say that he had taken any drugs or alcohol, uh, but he was seen by doctors at a hospital where he was later transported, and they discharged him with no reported sign of any injuries, and his family uh, was organizing for him to be returned home to Toronto. Uh uh, that suggests the fact that he thought it was cold in Sacramento suggests brain damage. Like That's the thing, but they that that has to be neurological damage. But they checked his brain, and he was fine. That's what they said. It was like, uh, yeah, doctors at the hospital. They discharged him with uh, no reported sign of any injuries. What year is this? Uh, this article came out in 2018. Does it say what year he went missing? Uh, I would imagine it. Or was, is this like a contemporary article? I think this is a contemporary article. Absolutely wild. The cold, the chilly detail is what's sticking out to me here. Why like is I, that? I, just because. <laughs> How? How could you possibly be wearing ski clothes and feel cold in San Francisco? Oh, it was Sacramento. Sacramento. But still, I don't know. It gets into the fifties there. He said it was chilly, not cold. Though. I guess. But like. It's still uh, weird. It's definitely really weird. I mean, the whole story is weird. Especially, well, no, because here's the other thing. So, human beings experience discomfort mm-hmm. due to the weather yeah. in different ways depending on where we grew up. Mm-hmm. So, a child from Finland is going to have a much higher tolerance for cold weather mm-hmm. than a child from Nigeria. Yeah. You take a Nigerian and you stick them in, uh, you know, a Finnish forest in the winter, they will freeze to death very quickly. Yeah. You stick a Finnish person in a city in Nigeria, and they will be dying of heat stroke. Yeah. And this is this is scientific. You you actually do start to shut down mm. at different points, depending on where you're from. Mm. So that's why people from temperate regions like Europe are really adaptable. Yeah. To or being very or even America, but that's yeah. why that's why Europeans succeeded mm. in colonizing parts in this this part of America so mm. quickly, is because it was they're they're they have a very moderate range of temperatures that they thrive in. Yeah. Um, people from, you know, far South America aren't going to handle the equator very well. Mm. People from England are going to be okay in Pennsylvania. Mm. 
So Pennsylvania fact, is just like a slightly more extreme yeah, version of the weather exactly. patterns in Europe. So why I bring that up is because a person who grew up in Toronto mm-hmm. should not feel chilly in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. They should not feel cold until you're getting cold. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but like when it's 45 degrees out, it's a little chilly, but yeah. like... I'm wearing shorts today. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'll walk... I We walked over to El Burrito and I was wearing a vest and a t-shirt. Yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. And it's not warm today. No. And Pennsylvanians, by the same token, if it's 90 degrees, we're mm-hmm. like, eh, it's a bit warm. Well, 90 is definitely getting hot. Yeah. But... For sure. And one example from my own life that I can bring up here is my friend Sedona. Oh. Yeah, I grew up in Ohio and Minnesota. Mm. We were hanging out uh, summer after senior year. We just went for a drive. It was like 82 degrees. Yeah. And she was complaining about how hot it was. Mm. I had the windows down in the Jeep with the top down. Yeah, I guess that's a good point <laughs> because I'm thinking back to working on the farm last summer and I'd be in like long sleeves, jeans, boots, and like maybe a hat. And I'd be working with like weed whackers and power tools and stuff like that. And like... I'd drink water every now and again, but, like, I wouldn't feel that hot. And then I'd check the temperature, and it'd be, like, yeah. 95. And I was like, oh, I guess it's a hot day today. For me, 75 so, to 85 is, like, great. Yeah. That is my favorite range of temperatures. For me, it's, like, 65 yeah. to 75. It gets it gets up to 90, 95. It starts to get uncomfortable. Those oh, days yeah. that it's that we've gotten heat waves that were, like, 102. Yeah, that's, like, That was awful. Hot. Yeah. But people from Arizona, they come out here. It's 90 degrees. They're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. point being, if you're from Toronto, the likelihood that you're going to be like, it's a bit chilly mm-hmm. in sunny 50 degree weather is not, that doesn't make any sense. Valid. That's why I said it suggests brain damage to me. But you guys are, you guys just got a bonus, a bonus case. We weren't yeah. planning on talking about this. What's the one you want to wrap up with? Because um, we got 14 minutes left. What time is it? Questions. Uh, 7.46. Got it. All right. Yeah. Um... We've talked about Dennis Martin a lot, so we'll, we'll yeah. go through Garrett Bardsley. Because the Dennis Martin one is weird, but Garrett Bardsley is less known. Uh, so, Garrett Bardsley was a uh, a Boy Scout. He was 12 years old, so he probably would have been tenderfoot or second class, maybe first class, mm-hmm. um, for the scouts in the room. Uh, those are the, tenderfoot is first the first rank. Okay. That's your a fresh scout. Second class is your first promotion. Mm-hmm. First class is when you're considered a proper Boy Scout, Got essentially. It. Um, that, that's when you are, you know, it's, you're, you're a proper Boy Scout at, at Tenderfoot, but mm. first class is like, it, it's like becoming, you know, like yeah. a journeyman yeah. in, in a profession. Um, so around 8 a.m. on Friday, August 20th, 2004, 12-year-old Garrett Bardsley and his father Kevin got up early whilst on a Boy Scout camping trip. This is again from Strange Outdoors. Um, they headed down to a nearby lake called Cuberant One in the Yintaw Mountains in Utah for some fishing. The father and son lived in Elk Ridge and were camping with 18 scouts and six or seven adults from Thursday, August 19th, and planned to leave Saturday. Garrett managed to get his shoes, pants, and socks soaked while fishing and told his dad he wanted to walk back to camp as he felt uncomfortable in the wet clothes. They did continue fishing for another 20 or 30 minutes yeah. after he got wet because at first he was like, it's whatever. Yeah. And then he said it was uncomfortable. He wanted to go back. And again, 200 yards or 200 feet, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's not... Far. That that is two thirds of a football field. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's two hundred feet, then it's not very far at all. Like it might not, depending on the, the density of the forest, it might not necessarily mean that you can see the camp, mm. but it does mean you can hear the camp. Yeah. So they could hear the campers. Mm. So even if Garrett couldn't see where the camp was, 
first of all, it's a path. It's a well-marked trail. It's not like he's going to get lost. Yeah. But if he had got, if he had, you know, not been able to see them and gotten off the path, he at the very least could have heard where they were. Yeah. And the echoes that you get off trees are not, you know, trees absorb sound. So you're you're less you're less likely to get distracted because of an echo mm. than to not hear than you are to not hear something. You're yeah. more likely to just not hear anything at all. Um, now, one of the primary uh, characteristics of a missing four hundred one case uh-huh. is the location in which the person goes missing. Okay, it is usually by a body of water. Mm-hmm. That can be a river. That can be a lake, and or by boulder fields. In this case, it was by both. Also, the fact that we have not gone missing in the Poconos at any point in our lives is fascinating. I don't know how much time you spent up there, but there's a lot of boulder fields. Uh, le- probably less time than you. True. Uh, yeah, I've we used to go up there, like, every summer. Yeah, no, multiple for, times. for me, I've, I spent most of my summers at the beach or, like, I miss that. northeast. I think yeah. that's why I'm so much of a mountain person, not a beach person, because we yeah. didn't really start going to the beach as, like, a thing. Like, we'd go in the summer, but we yeah. didn't, like, start. That didn't become our primary vacation destination until I was in, like, late teens. Yeah. And I, I, I love the mountains, but for me, I've been going to the beach since before I could actually walk. So If we like, found, like, a really big lake in the mountains, could we, maybe, do you think we'd compromise? Probably. Okay, there but, we go. But, I mean, the, the other thing is... We're having, discussing where we want to open the lodge. Yes, the, the, um, the, the actual physical lodge. I mean, that'll exist, but I also need to be, like, I need my time near or on an ocean. I just, I love... I, I love. So, so we get the lodge, and then we also get a shack at the beach. And then Correct. We, we go down to the beach for a few days. I, I, okay. I will literally be happy with just having a boat in a slip that I can go and stay on. Be pretty sick, actually. Yeah. We wouldn't need to... We should look into that. Yeah. The, the I'm planning on getting a sailboat within the next five to seven years if I can get the money. The lore boat? Yes. All right. So, anyway, back to the story. Uh, Garrett... Told his father he wasn't going to be gone long. Mm. He was just going to go right back up. He was going to change his clothes. He was going to come right back down. Mm. Um, it, it he, he, he was not back in a legitimately understandable period of time. Yeah. I mean, 200-foot walk, change your clothes, come back, less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Garrett's not back 15 minutes. His dad's like, all right, you know what? Maybe he got caught up talking to some of the kids, so we mm. back. Half an hour passes. He's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go back and look for him. Um, so he goes back along the trail. Again, they've walked this trail multiple times. Mm-hmm. He goes back. He goes to the campsite. Goes to the tent. No Garrett. Mm-hmm. Asks around. Anybody seen Garrett? Nobody had seen Garrett get there. So Garrett had left. He'd been fishing with his dad. And then he'd gone back to camp. He never made it back to the campsite. He never made it the 200 feet. Now, I will say, this is breaking a cardinal rule in the Boy Scouts, mm. which is the buddy system. Yeah. You are supposed to never, ever, ever go anywhere without at least one other person. And this is the same in the Army, actually, the, yeah. the battle buddy. Um, so, it is... Your, the, the fact that he walked back alone was actually breaking protocol. Mm. Um, now, that protocol doesn't exist to keep people from getting kidnapped by supernatural creatures in the woods, but it would help... Um, so, uh, our, our friend, uh, Garrett here, uh, the, the rest of the Boy Scout troop springs into action because they want to find him. They want to help. Uh, right. and again, Boy Scouts are actually kind of trained in this kind of thing. Um, you know, in terms of like how to avoid getting lost, how to find trail. We mm-hmm. get oriented. Like I say, we, like I made it past, you know, my third year. 
but I was a Cub Scout too. So, uh, but no, you learn how to orienteer, you mm. know how to use a compass, you know how to use a map. Like these are all the basic skills. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not even the advanced stuff. One of the, some of the most basic stuff you learn is like how to pitch a tent, mm-hmm. how to hike, how to orienteer. Mm-hmm. Those are three huge parts of Boy Scout training. Yeah. So the rest of the group too should have been able to find him. And this isn't one of those cases where he was missing for several hours or even days. Mm-hmm. He was missing for half an hour. Interesting. Before they launched the search. Yeah. And this, again, it wasn't like it was just a couple of campers. Mm. This was 18 Boy Scouts Mm -hmm. and then six or seven adults. Yeah. These weren't just your average camp. These people, this is organized. They are trained. Again, and I'm not pretending that Boy Scouts are the Navy SEALs. No. But but Boy Scouts, at the very least, have training. Well, they also, (laughs) like, let's be fair to the Boy Scouts. I was only a Cub Scout ever. I didn't get, like, that high up. But, uh... Boy Scouts have better training than the vast majority of people who exactly. go into the woods more than likely. Exactly. So. They couldn't find him on the trail. And on the one side of the trail was just foot forests, and on the other side of the trail was a boulder field. Hmm. So they start looking through the boulder field. Yep. There's nothing. And there weren't, like, there weren't any points in the boulder field where you could reasonably be like, oh, maybe he slipped in between the rocks. Hmm. Like, you could slip in between the rocks and, like, sprain your ankle, hmm. but you weren't going to fall into the ground. Yeah. Because, obviously. Uh, so they look around. They trace the whole thing. Search and Rescue shows up. The Rangers show up. Uh, the Sheriff shows up. Um, nothing. I don't think the FBI showed up for this one because it's a missing child. It wouldn't be weird if they did. Um, yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. But, yeah. So all these different groups show up. Look for Garrett. Nothing's found except mm-hmm. for a single wet sock. And was it confirmed that it was his? Yeah, his mom confirmed it was one of his socks. Okay. Um which, like, go mom. Um, I had uh, I told this story on TikTok last year, mm. and I actually had somebody comment who was like, my little brother was in Garrett's troop. Mm. I helped out with this search. It's one of the, like, the, the most confusing things yeah. that's, that, I've ever been ex- that I've ever experienced. Yeah. It's like, this is completely inexplicable. Mm. So the people that were there are like, this makes no sense. Yeah. It's not that it got out and people who didn't know all the information thought it was weird. Yeah. The people there thought it was weird. Garrett was never found. Ever. Mm-hmm. Now, the Yintah Mountains do have their fair share of cave systems, but that would require him finding his way into one. Mm-hmm. If Garrett was simply going from fishing back to the campsite, there's no point at which he could have gotten into a cave. Also, why did his sock come off? Yeah, I was going to say, do we know where the sock was found? In the boulder field. But, like, in, like... In I don't know exactly how path. far. I don't okay, know how yeah. far from the path. I, I, one of the Boy Scouts found it. Okay. Which implies that it was probably pretty close. Yeah. Um, but there, there's just... Like, how did he get into the boulder field? Yeah. Better question is why. Yeah. Because if he went on his own volition, why was he doing that before he got changed? If it was, like, a six-year-old? Yeah. How old was he? He was 12. Yeah. If it was a six-year-old, like a Cub Scout, mm-hmm. I can understand them, you know, seeing a butterfly and chasing it off into the boulder field and, you know, getting stuck somewhere or falling between rocks. But this was a 12-year-old. You know, 12-year-olds are impulsive, but they're not mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. So why? Well, it depends and, on the 12-year-old. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a 12-year-old <laughs> who's been camping in... And know, is in the Boy Scouts. Yeah, area, like, yeah. He, he knew better. Yeah. He definitely knew better. It would have been going against his better judgment. He would have mm-hmm. known that he was making a mistake. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there was no, he never screamed for help. His dad shouted for him, you know, you know, when he, while he was missing. Um, just 
Nothing. Yep. Completely goes missing. I uh, nothing else is ever found but the sock. The Boy Scout troop, you know, obviously was distraught, mm-hmm. but there there was never any more information. Um, no suspects. It's just weird. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there there is literally no explanation for it. Yeah, um, I mean, unless you want to suggest that the dad did it, but that's literally the only possibility. Yeah. There's no motive. Oh, that that we're aware of. That's hot. Now I did the thing that you just did with the sprite. <sighs> oh God, yeah. But um, <sighs> what time is it? Uh, it's seven fifty-six, so it's about right, almost time, time for yeah. Um, yeah, Would you guys rather just go straight to questions, or do you want to hear about Dennis Martin? We've talked about Dennis a lot. We've talked about Dennis a lot. We can do a quick recap if they yeah. want to hear it. But can you pass me one of the paper towels, please? Uh, sure. Give me the package. Um, yeah, I mean, we can go through the story really quick so everyone understands. If you want more, they can ask questions. Yeah. Um, so, Dennis Martin uh, goes missing on June 14, 1969. He was seven years old. He was out with his brother Douglas, his father Bill, and his grandfather Clyde. They were going camping for Father's Day weekend in the Great Smoky Mountains in mm-hmm. eastern Tennessee. Uh, this was a camping trip they did every year. So, uh, and he, his father and grandfather have been doing it every year for a long time. Yeah. Like, basically his father's entire life. So, uh, Bill knew the mountains. He knew this area. He knew it well. He was not, you know, just going to let his kid go missing. Yeah. Uh, grandfather also knew the area very well, and he has his older brother there. Um, to give you an idea of what we're talking about here, Great Smoky Mountains National Park is 522,419 acres in size. Um, so it's a big place. Yeah, it is a big place. That's putting it mildly. It's also one of the most popular national parks in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most visited. Mm-hmm. It is uh, The Smoky Mountains themselves are on the border between Tennessee and North Carolina. So this is the very eastern section of Tennessee. Um, It was chartered by the United States Congress in 1934 and officially dedicated by President Franklin D. Roosevelt Mm. in 1940. Mm. Now, Roosevelt and Roosevelt are distant cousins. They are not... um, They likely would have known each other's families, but they weren't like, you know, me and Sam. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, also important, the Appalachian Trail passes through the Great Smoky Mountains. They are part of the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with uh, in, to give you an idea of the scale here, twelve point five million visitors in twenty nineteen. <whistles> Lots of That's visits to the lot. national park. Oh yeah. God. Uh, the Smokies are covered with drainages eroded by creeks and many giant boulders, as well as steep cliffs with crevices. So, caves, boulder fields, and rivers. This is point for point. Mm-hmm. Missing 411 stuff. Yeah. Um, there are occasional wild cats and black bears, and the landscape also features thickets of trees and vegetation that can trap you if you stray far from an established trail. In March and April each year, hungry bears come out of hibernation. They are at their most dangerous as there isn't much food around, but even in the summer they are known to attack people in the area. And again, this was in June. Mm-hmm. So, this would not have been the... Uh, the worst time of year mm-hmm. for bears, but it would have been a time of year for bears. Dennis is playing hide and seek with a bunch of neighbor, not neighbor kids, but a bunch of kids, you know, at other parts of the campsite. Yeah. He and his brother are both playing. Dennis's father, Bill, claims, insists, mm-hmm. well, insisted, he's not alive anymore, insisted yep. that Dennis walked behind a tree and a rock 
and was hiding back there, and he, he saw him walk behind there, and he did not see him leave. Yeah. His eyes left Dennis maybe a couple of times for a couple of seconds to look for Doug, uh, what was his name, Douglas, older brother? Yeah, yep. to look for Douglas. Uh, but other than that, he has eyes on Dennis the whole time. The game ended, all the kids called it back, Everyone, every kid gets back except for Dennis. So, his dad is like, Dennis, come out, I know you're there. Like, come out, he goes and looks behind the tree and Dennis isn't there. Mm-hmm. Dennis did not make a sound. He was not seen. He just went behind a tree and a rock and gone. So, again, I, the father could be lying, but there's really no indication he was mm-hmm. because he was distraught. He was a huge part of the search. Yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't, it does not seem as though Dennis's dad was lying. Yeah. Um, none of the other kids saw anything happen to him. Mm-hmm. They launched a huge search, thousands of volunteers, everyone that was already at the campsite. Uh, the National Park Service is involved, search and rescue is involved, local authorities are involved, firefighters, basically anyone around who was willing to volunteer to go help yep. went to help, including a detachment of Green Berets. The detachment of Green Berets claimed that they were working with the National Park Service and search and rescue. The National Park Service said, yep, they're working with us. Search and Rescue says that there was not a single communication. So the government says that it was working with the government. Yeah. And the government confirms it was, in fact, working with itself. Mm -hmm. The civilians do not agree. Yeah. Which indicates that either the civilians are lying or the far more likely option in literally every case, the government was lying. Um... Green Berets, their training is in this exact kind of thing. Yeah. Going into difficult terrain and finding people and things. Mm. The Green Berets did not find Dennis. Search and Rescue did not find Dennis. National Park Service didn't find Dennis. Dennis's remains were never recovered. Mm-hmm. There was never a conclusion to the story except for one family who claimed, claimed, allegedly. that they, uh, allegedly, um, that they saw a large, hairy thing running on two legs on the mountainside with something about the size of a toddler strung over its shoulder. Now again, could just be total bullshit. Mm -hmm. Or they saw whatever or whoever carried off Dennis. Mm -hmm. Now... Another one of the weird, again, the weird thing here is that he didn't, nobody saw him go missing, and he didn't scream. If something had taken him, he should have screamed. Or somebody should have seen something. Yeah. Because it would have had to move completely silently for nobody to notice this. Or at least very, very quietly. Yeah. It would have had to be noisy. Nothing was seen. So, you know, we'll, uh... We'll come back to Dennis Martin with uh, a bit more info at another day. But I think that makes now the opportunity to make a rather large announcement um, on, I think we said, what, June 13th? Yes. June 13th, 2022, the approximate one-year anniversary of the Laurel Lodge YouTube channel, uh, which was June 12th, 2021. We are launching a brand new series. We're not sure exactly of the frequency yet. But we're going to be launching a brand new series where we go and do deep dives into all of the missing 411 cases, looking into not just what David Politis has written, but going in and looking at the police reports ourselves, the sheriff's department, 
Uh, If we can contact anybody who was actually present, we're going to do that. And uh, assuming that we can afford to do so, so I don't know, maybe we'll launch a Kickstarter for this first one. Be nice. uh, Assuming we can afford to do so, we are going to travel to the locations where these people went missing and follow their trail. Yep. Uh, we're not necessarily trying to solve these cases. I want to make that clear. Yeah. Um, what we want to do is construct the most complete picture of where these people went missing. And that includes uh, journalism. That includes official documents. That includes uh, weather reporting. So yeah. we, we want to go to these places, look into every single aspect, and bring you guys these. These are going to be long-form video essays. Yeah. Um, We've got a little bit of fun stuff planned in terms mm-hmm. of uh, there, there will be scripted segments yeah. after the research is completed. Yes. We're going to have a little bit of fun with our storytelling abilities here. Yes, for sure. There's um, definitely going to be some actual like little yeah. skits there will every be skits. now and again. Yeah. But all the information you get in terms of the details of the cases is going to be completely factual. Yep. So these are going to be big. They're going to be hefty. They're going to be documentaries in their own right. So if you're excited about those, um, you know, I'd... Get excited. Yeah, the idea is essentially we're treating them as cold cases and we want to try and uh, ignite a little pilot uh, light underneath some of them to see if there's anything, you know, just going through, like you said, weather reports and just things like little details that can matter uh, that may or may not have been overlooked previously and not necessarily to insinuate that anybody did or didn't do a specifically good Mm -hmm. job. It's more along the lines of, you know, if you're putting together a really complicated puzzle, sometimes some of the pieces look like they fit, but they don't. So we're going to break it all apart and try and put the get puzzle together ourselves and see if there's any new questions that are derived from the information that we may or may not uncover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is goes new series on her birthday. Um, that's your birthday? Yeah. Nice. Well, congratulations. Yeah. You survived. You did. But yeah, that's going to be... Uh, that, that's going to be a big project for us, but we're really excited about it. Yeah. Um, I've got more news to announce soon, but that's going to have to wait until the end of the month. But that's Fair. some stuff that you guys are going to be excited about as well. Uh, we just have to figure out the exact details of it and uh, the other parties that will be working with us. But you guys are going to get a real treat uh, this summer in terms of new content from us and also from the team that we're working with. Yes. Um, so, and yes, we will be going together We'll be practicing the buddy system. Yes. Um, we're going to need... Uh, I, I want to see if we can get GoPro to help us out with it. It'll be, be I think it'll be really cool to... Yeah, for sure. Considering the, high, the quality we're planning to put into this, yeah. if they could at least like give us a second camera. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, we, I wish they would make some... Uh, some, like, uh, longer-lasting batteries. Yeah, it's valid. Yeah. We just need more of them. Um... Um, yeah, so for now... Oh, they are asking us what the month's donation goals are, and we did not plan that at all. No, we didn't. Um, hand me one of my Lore Lodge note cards. Yep. Uh, we'll make them up on the spot. Yeah, we'll make them up right now. And while we um, make them Give up, us suggestions. Yeah, feel uh, free to give suggestions. Also, uh... Amy will not alter his appearance, sadly. Yeah, you gotta... Uh, you'll never hit the donation goal in order to get me to change any of this, so... Right. You can throw out ideas and throw out numbers for it, but you're not going to reach it. By the way, if you think our logo is cool, um, I'm trying to get you a good view of this, but uh, the light is making it difficult. If you think the logo is cool... Um, oh, right, it's on the screen. Um, yes. We have merch with this logo on it. I'm going to be designing some new stuff this week, but uh, if you want a hoodie or a t-shirt or anything like that, it gets you something and it helps us stay in business. So if you're interested in any of that, go for it. And uh, we also have our website now, 
So if you're interested in getting uh, email updates that are going to be about our guests for the month, our topics for the month, mm -hmm. and we will also be launching, as soon as we have the money to buy inventory, we will be launching an online store with Lore Lodge themed, like signature exclusive Lore Lodge themed candles, um, oh, nice. artwork, all sorts of stuff. We're going to have a reading list uh, that we're working on. I might be able to get us uh, to drop ship so we don't have to actually buy wholesale for the books, mm -hmm. which would be nice. Um, but yeah, we're launching a whole bunch of new stuff very, very soon. Uh, if you're interested in keeping up with that, go to lorelodge.com um, and see a website that I designed myself and I'm quite proud of. As you should uh, be. And we will be launching a member section as well that will include groups, forums, blog posts, and uh, recipes. There are going to be recipes for food and cocktails on there. So, did I fix the contact page on my website yet? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Also, really quick, if, if you guys have questions, feel free to super yes. chat them. Uh, we do have one from Captain Alien from What's earlier uh, for $19.99. Thank you. Uh, so you're going to cover my 411 when I get abducted by a skinwalker? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. We, we, we suggest you not have that happen, but if it happens, uh, we'll probably cover it because that's what we do. Yeah. Also, people want us to shave things or shave wax what? things. Someone's like, wax your legs. Other people are like, shave something. Shave your head with the shape of the logo on the sides. Have you seen how complicated the logo is? Yeah, I, I don't think that's possible. It would make a cool tattoo, though. Yeah, it would, actually. Yeah. It's a bad idea. We should... Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, it, what do you mean it's broken? Try to use it. Who's broken? The contact page, apparently. Oh. Oh, you both get a Lore Lodge tattoo. Oh, I see there. what's wrong. All right. Good catch. I'll fix that. Um, uh, also, the, the email's wrong now. Uh, the email still works. Like, you can click on it and it'll copy our email. Is it saying we should get Laura Lodge tattoos? I... I might. I might get a small one at some point. Yeah, I, I dig tattoos on other yeah. people. They, I just haven't really ever considered them on myself. I would... If you guys wanted to raise the money for it, I'd get a Laura Lodge tattoo somewhere. I'm proud of this company. Yeah, well, as you should be. Uh, can I see that? Yes. So... I'm just not, uh... I'm not but one to get inked out. Tattoos are expensive, so that would and this would be a very expensive tattoo, so that would be a much higher mm -hmm. goal. We can talk about it. Um, probably be like twenty five hundred. Yeah, it's it would be expensive. Maybe yeah. probably not that much. Probably easily a thousand. Yeah. Um, because that those these things would take a long time. Man oh my God, yeah, um, absolutely. All right, so uh, well, thank you, Douglas. Uh, thank you, Douglas. Douglas, thank you for the five dollars. He says you guys make my Sundays the best day of the week. You make work fly by. Thank you. And if you need to catch up, we have added podcast episodes to the Spotify. Yes, uh, it's also on Apple Podcasts. So, should everybody should know that. Uh, Caitlin McMahon for fifty. Wow, thank you. Says this is for Archie treats, Wawa hoagies, Wawa hoggies, hoggies, <laughs> and for Mattis to admit that PA is trash. Delaware supremacy. You don't see that very often. Listen, if you want to believe that Delaware is supreme, just just because you were the first I just want to state. point out you used to be part of our state. Yeah. And then uh, pulled a, a real, a really not cool move, which is uh, the Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia and, uh, and, and ratified the official version, I think, August 2nd, um, but signed July 4th, 1776. And uh, immediately after it was ratified in August, in December, Delaware declared independence from Pennsylvania. Which, what was Pennsylvania, the state where the Declaration of Independence was drafted and signed, mm -hmm. what were we going to say to Delaware? No, you can't do that? Yeah. No. Like, come on, guys. 
Although I do, I do enjoy the fact that we're technically a commonwealth. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. Virginia is too. Yeah, and I Massachusetts, think Massachusetts also. Yeah. New York isn't because New York is pompous and thinks they're better than everybody. Yeah, well, the city at least. I don't know. Yeah, the state, the upstate New York. Upstate normal. Buffalo actually seems like a pretty cool place in terms Buffalo. of the people. Uh, we have a number of people at our house this weekend from Buffalo. That's true. Yeah, it was an entertaining time. Um, yeah, I don't know. What does anybody know? What the difference is between a commonwealth uh, and a state? Hang technically? on. Your boy Stu says I have a question. Would you guys like some hand-forged knives and have you set up a P.O. box? I would love a hand-forged knife. Yes, please. And I made a hand-forged knife myself, but oh not, God, like, what is some good quality. Something's, something's um, really on my keyboard. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get me excited and have it As for the P.O. box, yes, it has been opened. It is P.O. Box 497, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, 19481. Do you want to type that into the chat? Uh, what, one more time? P.O. Box 497. This is also on the website, by the way, if you go to the contact page. Seven. Uh, Valley Forge, PA, 19481. Cool. If you want to send us stuff, you can send it there. I would give you my address, but um, some people have, well, actually told me I wasn't important enough for mail bombs. Huh? Somebody commented on one of our videos saying I was not important enough for mail bombs. Uh, it's a compliment, in a way. It was the weirdest piece of... Fee it's This guy that comments on all of our videos and tells us how much we suck, his name's Mikey B. Yeah. Um, I, weird. Anyway, uh, do we have suggestions for, for donation goals? Because uh, that's that's a good point. We haven't really talked about it. Uh, Captain Alien says, uh, I would like to say Iz and Natalie and a few others can confirm I said the Skinwalker's name on the res. How was that? How'd that go? How did that go for you? Did you hear? Uh, did you hear anything funky? Uh, also, Douglas is asking if we know about the Skirvin Hotel, Hotel in, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Can you hand me the? Yeah, yeah. Wait, if what? <laughs> if you look right here on this sheet, uh, you probably can't read what it says, but this is our sheet of new topics that are coming up this year. And like I said, if you go to lorelodge.com and uh, subscribe to the email list, there's mm -hmm. a light box that'll pop up on that first page, or you can scroll down to the bottom of the page. Yep. Um, if you sign up for that, then you will get monthly emails that will tell you about what the uh, new topics are and when they will be coming out. So oh, also, I think that's fun. People want red frosted tips from you on top of the blonde because they want you to look like Johnny Test. So you want me to re-bleach it? No, no, no. You, the bleach is fine as it is, but they want the just the tips of it to be red. They want blonde and red. Yeah, to Johnny test it. No, I'd have to do that professionally. <laughs> That's, I'm getting I'm, my hair I'm, cut Thursday. I guess I'll I'm turn it into a cut and dye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just letting you know Johnny what they want. Test hair. Jeez. Somebody um, said you were the real life Johnny Test earlier, and I was like, what? Huh? Oh, yeah, I, I did have the hair. I guess. Um, Does that make me the the dog? What was the thing they asked about? I think that makes me the dog. That's fine. But they asked about uh, the Oklahoma thing, right? Uh, Skirvin Hotel. Skirvin Hotel. You're not the first colony. You were the first state. Who? What? Delaware. Oh, yeah. First colony was in, like, the Carolinas, wasn't it? Uh, Jamestown, um, which I think might be Virginia. Yeah, that sounds right. Oklahoma. Somebody wants the maid dress with oh. wild makeup? Nah, good luck with that. I actually don't know where the maid dress is. Probably for the best. Which, like, I think we did have a donation goal that we hit where I have to wear the maid dress again. Unfortunately. You know what we could do? Mm. We could do a, uh, a gym sesh in the maid dress. Mm. <laughs> Stakuya had to do a maid dress recently, too. He had to dye his hair into a maid dress. I was like, first time. <laughs> 
Good uh, lord. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, they were talking about Virginia. Okay, I, you're, you're right. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying. But we got to think of donation goals that we'll actually do. Um, oh, yeah, your mom is uh, reminding us about the Mother's Day special with our moms discussing right. the Aiden lore. Yes, that is coming. That sounds horrible. <laughs> well, don't forget about the roast that's coming, too. Oh, that's even worse. Um, oh, they were. everyone was talking about it this weekend. Mor- Morgan has prepared roasts. And she said if you won't let her do them, then she'll feed them to our Discord. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> Spent all day fishing. Pretty sure I listened to six episodes on Spotify. Just a reminder that Spotify listeners exist. Yes, and that is why I'm harping on the fact that we're getting all of the stuff uploaded. I have all of the... Uh... No, we have... I have through 31, so we need to export the rest of them That's to fine. MP3. Which good. So those ones will be up within the week. Um, is Tech Kid in the maid dress would require you to put a loan in the bank. <laughs> Probably multiple people in here would need to take out loans with Wells Fargo. You know what we haven't done? Uh. That we kept trying to get people to do the, the sexy calendar. Well, at least uh, I'm in a little better shape than before, so... Oh, we'd Photoshop it anyway. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just do our faces on, like... No, 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 it, it will be us, but we will Photoshop ourselves to look like Greek gods. Oh, no, how about we do us, but then we Photoshop, like, the opposite person's face. <laughs> just just because. Just for fun. Yeah. Um, let me write that down. All right, that'll be for a uh, 1,000. Nice. Got to set up 250. So what do you say we wrap at 820-ish? What time uh, is it now? 817, just because we got to do the thing. Yeah, I mean, if we, yeah, what do we have to do? The thing, the the PR, or the the gym thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody on TikTok I randomly commented that I can't bench 225. So? So we're going to see if I can bench 225. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> like, because I guess. Um, we do have to do an episode um, in accents. We'd always be happy to do that. Yeah, we got to do that one. Um, go big or go, go, big or go home. <laughs> Commissioning uh, an accurate flesh pedestrian, a bit more accurate. Um, we actually do have that. Hmm. The the accurate Wendigo drawing. Oh yeah, we have a lore accurate Wendigo drawing. If you go on the website uh, on to um, lorelodge.shop, mm-hmm. the lorelodge.shop, we've got uh, stickers, posters, canvas prints. Um, Whole bunch of stuff, uh, you know, for the the war. And we've got one where he's a milkman. I don't know how the milk thing started. I don't remember. It, they just started a milk chain one day, and, and it just kept up. Yeah, there's a milk uh, billboard outside my apartment now. Yeah, it's it's following us. It's weird. What are our moms planning? I don't know. I'm concerned about everybody in this chat right now. I would yes for the calendar again. Fair enough. The calendar, you guys never hit the donate. You guys didn't hit the goal that month. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. $250. Hmm. We do have to do the old Greg cosplay. Oh, God. That's going to be tough. It's going to require some thinking. Yeah. I will max out my credit card to get Tech Aiden in a maid dress. No, you won't. (laughs) 
I was watching at two times speed, and I only now caught up, and the change in their voices was jarring. When's the meetup? Uh, I think we were talking about doing that over the summer. Yeah. We have to find a venue. Um, Part of the issue is that if people are going to fly in, we want to do it closer to Philadelphia. Uh, Because... Just makes sense. But it's also not that hard to get from Philadelphia to Valley Forge. Yeah, we could literally do it in Valley Forge Park. Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably look at Valley Forge, but it's gonna cost money. It's gonna be you know a whole thing. Flesh pedestrian D and D figure, like have one designed. You could probably just like for two fifty. We yeah. can commission that for less yeah, than that. Three print it. Actually, we'll say five hundred because it is gonna cost us money to uh, yep get it designed. Please show Photoshop your faces onto Giga Chad for the calendar. <laughs> well, we might have to now. We might have to now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, flesh pedestrian D and D figure. Fleshy D and D boy. Um, the strawberry flavored milk from the wind. They want a regular cooking episode. That's two fifty. Yeah, that works. Um, food network. Food network episode. How much to eat some Carolina Reapers on stream? That's seven fifty. There you go. You're doing that with me. No, no, I'll do that. I'll eat pretty much anything. I'm just not, like, changing my appearance. All right. So, 250, we've got Food Network with the Lore Lodge. 500, we've got Fleshy Boy D&D figurine. That's cool. 750, we've got uh, We Will Ingest Carolina Reapers on stream. Uh, Our pain, your gain. Um, And for $1,000, the Sexy Calendar, which we will make over-the-top ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we'll do the entire shoot at St. Pete's in Avalon. Uh, and, and oh, okay yeah, like on the boat <laughs> for a second I thought you said yeah. St. Pete's at Avalon you know what else we should do like, what? we should I uh, we should like we should recreate the I'm on a boat music video oh god that would take a lot of time yeah that'll be the 2000 goal <laughs> we'll just do that for fun yeah it's gonna take a lot of time though thank you for keeping up with the score Eli <laughs> uh, uh Cocktails with the moms episode. Oh, are, are we about the Asians drinking cocktails with I'm the moms? I'm gonna give on the stream? disclaimer. Ask appropriate questions you'd ask to someone's mother. <laughs> Please and thank you. Oh boy, do not eat them whole. They'll destroy the lining of your stomach if you do that. Well, how else are we supposed to eat them? I don't know. We, uh, I mean. We collectively learn this lesson at our family pork roast every year because mm-hmm. we got these really hot peppers. They're not Carolina Reapers, okay. but they are hot peppers. Um, the, the dried ones that you crunch on. So, you know, mm-hmm. your pork sandwiches and drink your beer and chew on some of these peppers. Uh, every year, almost every single... So, this is a men's only event. Yeah. Um, you have to be part of the family in some way. Mm. Every year, every single man in our family collectively relearns how hot these peppers are. Oh, that's entertaining. Because every single time we, yeah. They're calling you. Every single time we just, we we just eat the peppers again and we're like, oh, right. This was a bad idea. One time I made the mistake of uh, eating one of those peppers and then I I, I went to the restroom and did not wash my hands before before using the restroom. Yeah. Because, you know, why would you? You wash your hands after. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that hurt pretty bad. Yeah, it was a rough time. There was uh, also at the pork roast, I, I had my first beer. 
Um, yeah, I was in I was in my teens, mm-hmm. uh, and I was offered a beer for the first time, as many men are. And um, I was given a warm, like room temperature Miller Lite in a red Solo cup that came out of a pitcher. And I uh, had a sip of that after eating five pork sandwiches. <laughs> That's a horrible combo. I did not drink beer for two years. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, Captain Alien, we'd love to get Sui, uh, Susie Vidal. Oh Susie my god. Dude, I mean, her content's great. There's no way we're getting her on here. Hilarious. Yeah, oh my, she, did, she did reply to one of my comments with a video once. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fun. I don't know if she did because she liked the comment or because she saw that I also had... A following? A lot of followers? Yeah. I don't know how she's not verified. How am I not verified? Can you guys all go onto your uh, your TikTok and go to report a problem and say at the Aiden Mattis needs to be verified? <laughs> I don't feeling, think that's how it works. I think the algorithm's going to take that the wrong way. Well, you know what? And you're going to get shadow banned. If, if I die, I die. <laughs> um, all right. Could flesh pedestrians be a relative to us? That is, in fact, my, my overarching theory in all this. Yeah. Um, so if you go back and you watch, uh, really our first, like, three videos, yep. um, we, we go pretty deep into what the theory was, and that was before I learned probably 90% of the stuff I know now, mm-hmm. and I've only gotten more certain of it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea that I'm running with is that what we know as the Wendigo, the skin, not the Skinwalker, but, like, the Wendigo, uh, the Jotnar, the Anunnaki, the, um, the Nephilim are all the same being. Mm-hmm. The, that told through different lenses. Yeah. Um, and that is the general idea. Let's see, let's see. I'm entertained by Captain Elliot's comment because you're too redacted. Redacted. We gotta add the redacted shirt to the store, too. How much to fight uh, McLaren? I'm not fighting him. Fighting who? You, I guess. He's saying how much to fight. <laughs> I'll, like, you know what could be fun? Could do the sword fight. We have our swords. Yeah, I'd rather do, like, go-kart races. Could choreograph a sword fight. Yeah, we yeah. could. We could do go I feel like they're like I don't really feel like getting punched in the face, so I'm not going to do anything that requires that. Uh, but I'll do like challenges, like go karts. Uh, that would be throwing. fun competitions between the two yeah, of us. Yeah, I'm down for that. We got an axe throwing place. I'm really yeah. good at axe throwing. I've never done it. I'm ter like, I'm terrifying. I'll, I'll give my, I, my first time. I got bullseyes like thirty percent of the time. Really? Yeah, that's impressive. With one handed and two handed. Yeah, we could do, like, monthly competitions. Ugh, we're, we're, we're too many, like, things. We have way too many things yeah. going on right now. We are, and we're adding Drunk Folklore. If you're not a Patreon subscriber yet, you should become one for just $1 a month because we're going to be doing Drunk Folklore. Yeah. Which is going to be me getting sauced mm-hmm. and him uh, basically playing host. Yes. And I'm going to sit there with a glass of whiskey in my hand and talk about folklore, but we cannot... It, specific creatures, ghosts, events, um, but we can't do that on Twitch or on um, YouTube mm-hmm. because their standards for what is an unhealthy amount of alcohol yeah. are for, like, you know, 100-pound white women, um, not 200-pound Irish-Americans. Yeah. Um, Irish-Italian-Americans. So... Is the store in the description? Um, Should be. I don't think so for this one. But uh, if here, I'll type it in. So yeah, that could be fun. Like go karting one, and we could even make those Patreon exclusive if, if that makes sense. Sure. But axe throwing, uh, go karting. I don't know. There's like a million things you could do, probably. Also, if you want to go to the website, I just sent the uh, so the, that first one, the Lodge shop, is the store. 
lorelodge.com is the website. There's going to be a lot of new stuff coming out over there. Eventually, we will use that to replace Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, so all the stuff that Patreon does at the moment will be done through the website, but it's just a matter of building it out and getting there. Since we both work <laughs> three hours a week, aside from this, yep. it's it's been a process of, of building that site, but uh, that will be that will be going soon. Um, what are they talking about eating? Uh, I don't know, but apparently Captain Alien doesn't know what Patreon is. He's one of our Patreon subs. <laughs> Alien, I think the Skinwalkers stole your credit card and are giving the Edens hundreds of dollars. <laughs> the first time a Skinwalker's done something good. Yeah. Um, I did get a sent a meme about a million times recently. That was the, uh, the, um... Amazon delivery and it had like the prime the free prime delivery and then skinwalker delivery and it was like an Am a skinwalker disguised as an Amazon worker will deliver uh, your parcel to your house it will look like you and everyone's like why would I want this I also I, I <laughs> that's not what skinwalker does I, I love your use of the term parcel there yeah that was fun uh, also thank you is um, I know drinking's not a sport but I am good at it <laughs> drinking <laughs> Depends who you talk to, because I know some people that take it, like, as a professional, uh, essentially, on the weekends, it's their occupation. So, All right. not that that's healthy, but, oof. But, you know, kudos to them for sticking with it. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> that's certainly a take. Watch out, Aiden, if you are in need of art, I will draw it. I mean, we're always happy to accept art. Give us more things to hang here. We would love to hang some stuff between these checker panels. Yes, it will help... Get, Dampen. It will help eliminate the echo, echo, echo... Also, I do have to order those canvas prints so we can sign them and mail them to people. Um, also, if you are a $10 Patreon subscriber or up, you are going to be getting a note, a postcard in the mail, either this week or next week, uh, with a handwritten message and signed by both of us. Um, these are messages that are custom. We are not just doing the same message for each single one. They are actually handwritten messages. Yes. Um, we which has been painstaking. We have... We have a stack of them. We yeah. have a few here that we've done. Yeah. I think... Uh, we have... I want to... I wanna, where's Is's? Uh, it's in there somewhere. There it is. Uh, yeah, we, here's yours is. I wrote it myself. Ta-da! Written and signed. Oh, that's... There we go. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So you guys are getting these. The ones um, that I write are going to be noticeably harder to read because <laughs> um, where, these are some of the ones I wrote today. Uh, Ta-da! Enjoy those hieroglyphics. Yeah, baby. Yeah, and some of these were written several months ago. <laughs> yeah. We so just, oh, we're, we're, we're trying, we've we're just trying. been very slow. Yeah. Um, all right. Oof. I bet I'll send more embroidery for the wall. You're... Yeah. Is your embroidered oh, yeah. thing is, is sitting over there. Have Aiden's going to grab it. Have we uh, displayed it yet? I don't think we've shown it to people yet. It's honestly sick. Yeah, so Is drew this, or not drew, design, made this for us. As you see, it's me, Aiden, and Archie. Our flesh fishing is known to be in Texas. I have a story of what I think was either someone on drugs or a fleshy boy. If you have a story, email it to us <sighs> at, ready? Email it to us at loremaster at uh, lorelod.com. Oh, cool. That's fun. Mm -hmm. That's fun. And we will get back to you. Or you can email it to lorelodge at gmail.com and it will forward. Cool. So we will get it. Um, but we are transitioning over to that newer email address because, as I said, we're trying to push a lot over to the website yep. so that we can be free of the shackles of 
subscriber services. Um, uh, the floofy, the floofy doofy's not here. He's currently. Uh, yes, the floof is with my parents currently. Yes. Um, all right, I would give you the floofy boy if I could. He is the superior subject in the embroidery. It's true. I mean, yeah, he's the superior subject oh, in everything yeah. we do. All right. Well, we need to wrap up. it is time to wrap up. Thank you all so much for coming. Um, we will be back next week. And stay tuned for updates about uh, the um, the missing the miss the new missing four hundred one yes. show we're doing. We're gonna we're we can't call it that. Yeah, we're gonna um, find a better yeah. title for it. If you, I, I will say, uh, the titles we're shopping right now are uh, "Into Thin Air," um, "Without a Trace," mm-hmm. and we have one more, right? We had like the joke one that we were gonna do that was relevant to oh, the skits yeah. that we're gonna do. Yeah, but and you can say it if you want. That's your call. No, nah, no, we'll, we'll okay. hold off on it in case yeah. we run with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll uh, that'll that'll be good. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Um, thoughts on the Van Meter visitor? All right. Well, man, there's something else that's going on the list. I have a frustrating habit of not talking about things unless I know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so if you ask me questions about things, I give you a like. We'll circle back to that. I I do mean it. Unlike a certain person who's in charge of speaking to the press for our country. Um, I feel like not speaking on things if you're not informed about it is. Probably the safest way. Yeah. Unless I wish a lot questions. more people would follow that uh, that point of view. Yeah, there are so many people who really just would be better served not talking. Well, there's a um, lot of people who think they know things about something. Ah, uh, the Dunning Kruger effect. Hmm. Certain uh, certain millennial comes to mind. Hmm. You know what my favorite thing is? Hamlin's razor. Was that? Never attribute to malice what can be explained by ignorance. Yes. I like that one. Because most people, when you think they're trying to do bad things to you, it's just because they're an idiot. Christian says Archie is watching us right now. I'm glad. Good boy. What a boy. He's a champ. What a guy. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, everybody. I'm going to finish this Sprite, not on stream. Um, and, uh, and then we will, uh, we will be back with more content for you, uh, Tuesday, right? And then, yes. um, We have, uh, a brand new History Hot video for you guys coming out on Tuesday. That is on the, uh, hit Netflix TV show, The Last Kingdom, and the historicity of it. Yes. And the, uh, the story behind it. So. So, for now, he's got to go lift weights. I've got to go visit my parents. And go to sleep. Oh, it got dark out. Yeah. All right. Thanks for stopping by the Lore Lodge, guys. And we will see you next week.